Hey there, if you are ready to build your service-based business from scratch and ditch your nine to five, then I want you to head on over to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap and download my free ultimate leap checklist and starter kit. Again, you can head to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap to download my ultimate leap checklist and starter kit to get started on building your service-based business and ditching your nine to five. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hey there, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. I am Amanda Bolin, your host, and I'm so excited that you are here. If this is maybe your first or second time or you're new to the podcast tuning in, thank you so much. I'm really excited and grateful that you are here, especially because there are so many podcasts out there these days, and it just means so much to me. If you are ready to build your online business using the skill set that you already have, then my friend, you are in the right place. I'm excited to dive into today's topic, but before we go ahead and do that, this week's podcast review is from a it is from Couple of Freeves, labeled My Podcast Bestie, and it's Amanda's podcast is so good, you feel like you were sitting down at brunch with your best friend to talk all things life and business. After listening to a couple recent episodes, I decided to start at the beginning and binge all the episodes because of the wealth of knowledge she shares. Amanda brings great information, tips, and tricks to the table, as well as the support and encouragement every woman needs in their business. She is a rock star, and I love learning from her. Thank you so much, Couple of Freeze, for, um, and I think, I hope I'm saying that right, for taking the time to leave that podcast review. If you guys don't know, um, podcast reviews are super important to any podcaster, and not even um, just from like an algorithm standpoint, but from a creator standpoint. I love reading these, and it means so much to me to that you take the time out of your day to leave a review. It takes less than five minutes and it also helps for this podcast to be seen by other women so that they can also find this daily dose of inspiration and help them make their ultimate leap as well. So let's go ahead and dive into this week's solo cast podcast episode. And I have put together a list of crucial mistakes to avoid when starting your online business in the beginning. And um. Yeah, I've this list is basically made up of majority of mistakes that I have made because I am not perfect. And there are opportunities and gaps and things that I see sometimes when I'm coaching my students. And I just want to share these because I definitely, if they can help you accelerate the process of building your business so that you can make your ultimate leap, that's what this podcast is for. And I'm definitely not perfect and I did not get anything or did not get everything right. But I think that's part of the journey, especially in the beginning. You have to constantly take massive action, intentional massive action, so that you can start to get feedback and understand what works and what doesn't. And so today, I want to share some of the struggles and lessons that I have learned and in hopes, like I said, that you can avoid these mistakes. And so these are listed in no particular order. I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in. So the first crucial mistake that um, I see is people not having a plan. And this is crucial to your long-term success, whether you're still in corporate and wanting to make your leap, or maybe you've just quit your job or you're a full-time business owner for multiple years. You have to know the answer to what is your plan. And if you think about, okay, what is my plan? Oftentimes I see a lot of people will default into a state of saying, I don't know. 
And I always coach my students that I always say they're not allowed to say, I don't know. Because what happens is, is when you say, I don't know to an, a question that you asked yourself, your subconscious goes into a state of, I don't know. And I get it. Sometimes saying, I don't know is a way to keep you safe, is a way to buffer. Because if you stay in a state of, I don't know, you're keeping yourself safe. You're not taking action. You're not putting yourself out there. It's really easy to stay in that, sa- in, the, in, the, in that safe place of, I don't know. But friend, what I will tell you is that the longer you stay in the state of, I don't know, and you don't have a plan, the longer you procrastinate putting off your dreams of becoming your own boss, putting off your dreams of having time freedom, money freedom, location freedom, all of those things. And so I want you to really think about how can you create a plan right now? And it doesn't mean that you have to create a plan for what the next year looks like, because I definitely know sometimes thinking so far ahead can be really overwhelming. It can cause anxiety and then it doesn't feel good. And when you create a plan, you want it to feel good. So if creating a plan is looking like you know that you want to quit your job in a year and you don't know how it's going to happen, that's okay. You can know that in a year you want to quit your job and have your own business and not know how it's going to happen. I know it sounds crazy, but that's okay. Release the how. If you, if it helps that you create a plan for knowing where you want to go, if you want to quit your job in a year and you know that you can plan the next 90 days and that feels good and you're like, okay, I know what I need to do in the next 90 days to get me closer to quitting my job, great. But if you go to plan 90 days and you can't see what you need to do, then I'm giving you permission to pare it back. Ask yourself, what do you need to do in the next 30 days to get closer to quitting your job in a year and allow those answers to come to you? If 30 days freaks you out and you're like, I don't know what the plan needs to be in 30 days, pare it back to a week. Ask yourself, what do I need to do this week to get me closer to leaving my job? What are the most important things do I need to be doing in this moment for this week to get me closer. Because here's the beautiful thing. When you start taking your micro actions, and again, I always say whether you move an inch or a mile, the goal is to be moving forward. And the way that you create clarity is through action. It doesn't matter if you know exactly what you're going to do in a week or 90 days. The point is is that you're taking action. And so the beautiful thing is, is that as you begin to take action, you then begin to create clarity and you begin to see further out in more days in more days. And so maybe you don't necessarily see exactly what you need to do in a year's time, but you know you want to quit your job, pair it back. If 90 days feels good and you're like, okay, I know in 90 days I want to build my website and I want to flesh out my services and I want to create my first opt-in, great. Then now you know what you need to produce in the next 90 days. And then pair it back and ask yourself, okay, so if these are my 90-day goals, what do I need to accomplish in the next 30 days? What is the most important one that comes first? Great. Then you identify maybe it's building your website. So then the question comes, what can I do this week? What can I produce this week that will get me closer to having the result of my website in the next 30 days? You want it to feel good because the moment that you start going so far out and it doesn't feel good, it's going to put you in the state of unrest. But where I want you, where I don't want you to go is to say, I don't know. So when you ask yourself a question, do not allow yourself to say, I don't know. One of the ways to get out of it is then to follow up and say, okay, but if I did know, what might my plan look like? Just that simple tweak can change your mind and shift it into a different state. So if you ever get tempted to answer 
um, a response and respond with, I don't know, follow it up and say, okay, but if I did know, what would that look like? Do not allow yourself to be in that state of, I don't know. Oftentimes people stay in, I don't know, because we're so fearful of making the wrong decision. But what if I told you that you can't, there is no wrong decision because it is through the taking action brings you that clarity. And Thinking about if you are hiking a mountain and you are at the base of a mountain and there is path A and path B and you're like, well, I don't know which one's going to get me to the mountain first. And so you just stand there at the base and you never take, you never pick a path. You're never going to get anywhere. But at least if you pick a path, you don't know if it's the right path or the wrong path, but you know that by picking and choosing a path, you're going to get somewhere and you're going to ultimately get to that top of the mountain. I see this all the time and I, I catch myself too. There's things like, let's say if you you create your first opt-in, you don't know if your opt-in is your, for, your freebie for um, when people sign up to get on your email list. You don't know if it's gonna quote unquote fail or if it's gonna be a success, but you just need to start creating because you're gonna ultimately find out that maybe the 20th freebie you create is the one that catches, is the one that people love. But you don't know until you just take that first step. And so going back to number one is when I see the a crucial mistake is not having a plan. So on the flip side of that, I want you to create a plan. I don't care if it's for 30 days out, if it's 90 days out, or if it's only knowing what you're going to do this week and what you're going to produce, have that plan. Number two, is not focusing on the money. If your business isn't making money, it isn't a business, it is a hobby. You must focus on what are the revenue generating activities you need to do in order to grow your business. A question that I find myself asking is how do I grow my business today? How do I grow it tomorrow? And this wasn't always a question that I found myself asking, especially in the beginning, because she did it her way, started out as a podcast. It did start out intentionally as a hobby. I didn't have a plan with it, which is why I'm sharing with you things to really um, mistakes that I want you to avoid. And I want you to get to a decision quicker with what it is that you want to do with your business. If you are working a full-time job and building your business on the side, I will tell you the quickest way to make your ultimate leap and move out of your corporate job is to focus on building your business and, and generating money and making revenue because if you can do that while you're working full-time and prove to yourself that you can go out and find clients and you can go out and generate revenue, you've proved it to yourself. And all and if, if your time then simply becomes the bottleneck, that is amazing in the sense that you know that you can create money. And so therefore, that is if you're looking to replace your income so that you can support yourself, you can still contribute to your family. This is one quick way to do it. And so really being focused on the revenue generating activity. Years ago, I spent so much time and energy focusing on what I was going to eliminate from my budget than I did focusing on how I was going to make more money in my business. Because where your focus goes, energy flows and results will show. And it is okay to focus on money and how much revenue your business is bringing in because it is your job as your CEO to focus on revenue generating activities, which then, so number two is focusing on making money, which leads me into number three, and that is 
making the mistake of confusing the marketing medium for your business. Your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel is not your business. It is your marketing medium. Your product or service is the business. While you may make money, let's say from a sponsorship, you want to be intentional and fully aware of what your business model is and what it isn't. Again, same mistake I made in the beginning is that I put the podcast as the business. I the there was like essentially no product or service in the beginning as I started to build the business and I made the podcast the revenue generator in the sense that I would get sponsorships. And then I realized that where I want to go in three to five years isn't being isn't having the podcast reliant on sponsorship and so really focusing on like what is that product or service that you are selling what is it that people can buy from you is it a are you are they purchasing a website are they purchasing a retainer are you offering your services for an hourly rate like what is that product or service because it's not your blog it's not your podcast it's not your youtube channel your podcast blog and youtube channel the marketing medium is what helps drive um, engagement and traffic to your opt-in, to your onboarding sequence, to then ultimately warm up your audience so that they are ready. You create this buying environment so that you can add value to the right person and help them out with your products and services. So that is number three. Number four, buffering and procrastinating is a mistake that I see. And this kind of goes a little bit with what I was talking about in number one of not having a plan. And that is spending so much time perfecting versus taking action. Perfecting like is one of the best forms of procrastinating. The only way that you are going to get clarity on your business is by taking massive action. Waiting for the sales page for your offer to be quote unquote perfect or to quote unquote feel done, that day will rarely come. You will never be fully ready. You will never have it perfect. Now, might it over time feel a little bit better? Might you get it in a way where it's converting better and you're seeing more engagement, more people reaching out wanting your sales? Absolutely. But you don't get there by not taking action. You don't get there by procrastinating on pressing publish. The more time you procrastinate on taking action or pushing publish is the more time you're spending on procrastinating your dreams. You have to get yourself into a mental place where you ask yourself, is the procrastination and buffering I'm doing to avoid discomfort worth putting off my dreams? Which one is more painful? The discomfort of taking massive action and putting yourself out there or not taking action at all and never achieving the life you desire, right? Tony Robbins says we, as humans, we do things to either gain pleasure or to avoid pain. And in this case, which pain is more painful? The pain of the discomfort of taking massive action and failing and you know maybe getting judged by others or sitting exactly and staying where you are today and not experiencing life and not going after and taking action towards your dreams. To me, I think the more painful, and I use this, I personally use this when I get into a state of finding myself that I am buffering. If I am perfecting something, I'm like, okay, Amanda, what is going on here? And if I ever find that I am fearful of wanting to move forward, I always ask myself the question. I go, what's more painful? Delaying my dreams and or avoiding this discomfort. And I'm like, it's always more painful delaying my dreams. And that helps me get into action. The next one, is the trying to be all things to all people. 
And in the beginning of building your business and fleshing out your services and products and offering, it can be easy to want to be all things to all people. And just because you have the skill set to offer a service because someone is asking you doesn't mean you have to say yes. Now, I do understand and I recommend to students that when you start out, you are going to test and trial and error probably a bunch of different things. You're going to throw spaghetti off the wall, but I want you to also go into it with the mindset of how am I going to streamline this? How can I become more focused? Because one of the biggest things that it took me a really long time to learn because I love opportunity, I love new things, and I love building things and I love helping people. So then I was in a squirrel year where I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this offer out. And it got to the place where I'm like, okay. And I told my husband this the other day, I was like, I finally learned that there's so much pain, like not physical pain necessarily, but it's really exhausting trying to balance all these different products and services. And so knowing this, as you go into building your business, yes, there might be a season where you're throwing things against the wall and doing spaghetti, but really um, coach yourself and really put constraints to get yourself to focus on what are the things that a, you love to do and feel really good and want to continue delivering and then deciding what is it that you aren't going to do and how can you shed that and continue to refine what it is that you offer. So that way you can really, really dive in deep and give your attention to where it's going. And that is what's really exciting right now is because when I look to 2020 and what we're doing, we're focusing on very few things. There's not going to be a lot of new products or introduction. It's really getting going all in in one or two things and refining that and delivering the best product experience that I possibly can or that we can with what it is that we offer at She Did It Her Way. So again, trying to be all things to all people. In the beginning, um, you're going to find yourself wanting to be pulled and go into different directions and try things out. And that is always good because there is that season of it. But just know over time, you want to constantly be asking yourself, like, what do I really enjoy doing? What do my clients get the most value from? How can I continue to refine and hone in on this? Okay. The next one, is not knowing how to manage their time. So you must be really good at seeing 300 feet in front of you and three feet in front of you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. There's so many things that are going on. There's so many opportunities and things that you could do from, you know, putting an Instagram um, marketing plan in place to creating your content, to refining your product or service. And it can feel like, I mean, it can feel, and it is that you're juggling and doing so many things at once. Um, but you have to be really good to, to decide, um, in the moment of seeing, okay, here's 300 feet in front of me. Like, here's what I know that I need to get done. And this is going to happen, but this is not going to happen today. It's going to happen, you know, in two months from now and letting go of that pressure that you have all these things to do. It's really focusing in what is the like getting really clear on what can I do in this moment to grow the business and then restructure and your time and restructure your schedule so that you are doing those things because there are so many things that you could work on in your business but it's up to you to discern which ones to focus and spend time on focus your time on the tasks that will help grow and generate revenue in your business such as business development digital product creation content creation that leads to an opt-in that leads to a sale things like that get really real with 
with yourself. So maybe perfecting an Instagram photo isn't necessary. It could be, but really understanding what are the things that you're doing that is going to grow your business. And then what are the things that you're simply doing that necessarily isn't growing your business? And it doesn't mean that you need to be doing all the things that are growing your business all the time. It's just having that awareness and discerning and knowing and being real with yourself to say, okay, I know that I'm spending 80% of my time in revenue generating activities. And then I'm spending 20% of my time doing these other activities, but it's getting really, really good at managing your time with what it is that you are doing and being able to discern that. The next one is failing to invest in themselves. The quickest way to get a result is to find someone who's already done it and pay them to teach you how to do it point blank. Your time and energy is so precious. You could spend hours trying to piece together information from the internet and how to do something, or you could invest in an online course that teaches you exactly how to do it. Having a know-it-all attitude is the quickest way to bottleneck your business because then you won't be open to new ideas or ways of doing things or learning opportunities that could accelerate your business. And that is so key. And I had fallen into that stage and that state for a period of time as I was transitioning out of being a facilitator full-time to then running She Did It Her Way full-time. I thought I knew everything. I was like, no, 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 I can figure this out. And part of it is just my personality because I want to figure things out. But as you grow over time, you learn that the quickest way to get the results that you want is to find someone who already has them and invest either in a coach or invest in an online program because your time and energy is so precious. It's worth it to pay to have all the answers given to you in a course or in a mastermind than it is to go out and scour the internet and try to piece it together yourself. The next one is avoiding. And I see new business owners avoiding certain aspects of their business because what they're avoiding seems daunting, overwhelming, and confusing. So whether that is figuring out the financial piece, how to use an email marketing system like ConvertKit or building their website on Squarespace or WordPress, whatever it is, Part of being a business owner is having the willingness and determination to figure things out, especially in the beginning, because you are going to be doing so much. And so much in the beginning stages is you doing the work. And over time, you you can begin to find virtual assistants to help you and you begin to then outsource. But if you're finding yourself avoiding, this might be a good place to start. So if you are like, oh, I need to know, I know I need to build an email list, which this was something that I went through. I had for so long avoided building an email list because I was like, oh, I can build a thriving business, especially an online business without an email list. And it's like, oh my, I look back and I go, okay, Amanda, your ego was in the way and you were just being lazy. Like, let's get with it because I just didn't, it felt so overwhelming. And it was also the way that I was choosing to look at it. I was like, oh my God, there's so much tech. I can't figure this out. It's so much. But what happened was, is I gave myself 30 minutes of uninterrupted time. And I said, okay, you're going to just figure out and like spend 30 minutes in your email. And I did. And I was like, great. That wasn't that scary. So then I scheduled another 30 minutes to the next day. And I was like, great, we're going to go back to this. And over time, I just got familiar with it. And side note, that's a really good strategy that if you know you need to do something that you're not necessarily excited to do, or you have this resistance, you just block out 30 minutes and tell yourself, just spend 30 minutes figuring it out. Just spend 30 minutes in your in your QuickBooks or FreshBooks. Spend 30 minutes playing and toying around with ConvertKit. Spend 30 minutes playing around in Canva and take that pressure off of yourself to have it like perfect or have it figured out. But just don't avoid the situation. So whatever it is that you're avoiding right now, getting into and that you know and I know you know what that is, I want you to spend 30 minutes sometime this week 
playing around with it. Okay. Then the last one is the um, appearance appearance over function. So I have been so guilty of this. Um, it's focusing on the pretty things versus the important things. And this isn't to say that branding isn't important, but when you're starting your business, like starting out and building your business, what matters the most is the product or service that you're delivering and servicing to your clients, okay? I once paid $4,000 for a custom membership platform that then later only used for six months before deciding to press pause and shut down the platform. I thought that by having a pretty membership platform, it would solve any sort of challenges. And I thought that it would just, people would want to flock to it because it was pretty. People, yes, people enjoy pretty things. Not saying that that's not important, but what matters most is the content and the product and service that you are delivering. And in the beginning, I want you to resist the urge to think that you need a super high-end website in order to start and grow your business. Um, I know six-figure, multi-six-figure business owners that still have the same website that they, they they still have the same website today as they did when they started out. I know some service-based entrepreneurs that don't have a website and they're making $80,000 and upwards. So just know and give yourself permission that it doesn't mean that you have to have everything pretty. In Ultimate Leap Suite Academy, I teach students how to DIY it because that's exactly what we did in the beginning when she did it her way and we still did. I'm still using the same branding and it's tweaked a little bit over time, but it's still the same one in the beginning since when we first started the podcast. And yes, um, but it's all DIY. It's all things that we've done, we've done in-house. So you can go a really long way with DIYing a lot of the stuff that is out there that you don't need to invest in right away. You can use that money to invest in your business, whether it's you investing in a course, whether it's you, um, investing in a virtual assistant so that you can then focus on other things. You can get by with a decent website DIYing it yourself. And so that's what I highly recommend. Like it can sound and feel really good to be like, if I have a really pretty website and it's really great, then the clients are just going to flock to me. And that is simply not true. It doesn't mean you have to go out. Like there's so many other things that you can do without having a pretty website that can generate money in your business where you don't have to spend thousands or hundreds of dollars in, in, in this, um, website or whatever that might look like. Okay. So again, just to recap, number one is I want you to have a plan. So I don't care if you're having a plan for a week or two weeks or whatever it is. I just want you to have a plan for the day or for the week. Just choose which one you want to have a plan. Number two is focus on revenue generating activities. So really begin to identify what is it that makes, generates money in your business. And if you don't have a product or service right now, again, do not go into, I don't know, ask yourself what, if I did know, what would my product or service be? Number three was then the third thing is confusing the marketing for the medium. So again, your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel is not the business, but it does help grow your business because you're giving free content. People are getting to, to, to know you and they are getting to, it's also building up that SEO and that traffic as well. Um, number four, procrastinating and buffering. So again, remind yourself that it, it what's more painful is it more painful to um, it, like not go after your dreams or to experience the discomfort of taking action? And I will tell you, it's more painful to not go after your dreams. The next one is trying to be all things to all people. So you might start out in the beginning offering, you know, five different services. And but just over time, you start to realize like, OK, wait a second. I want to pare these down because it's easier to streamline and I can provide better service and better value to my clients. The next one is not knowing how to manage your time. So no 
knowing that you're going to have about a hundred distractions or a hundred things that are going to want your attention, but you have to decide in this moment, where am I going to spend my time and where's it going to matter the most? And the question that I always ask myself is how can I grow my business today? And what are the activities that I can do to help grow my business? The next one is failing to invest in themselves. Find someone who's already doing what you want to do and invest in yourself, bet on yourself. You will get, it is, you will get exactly out of whatever course, whatever mastermind you want, you will get out whatever you put in. Okay. So know that you investing in yourself, part of, um, what I love is James Wedmore says that the transformation is in the transaction. Part of it is simply you putting money on the line and saying, I'm investing in myself and then holding yourself accountable because you've invested in yourself and saying, you know what? I invested this amount of money. I'm going to make it back. I'm going to figure out and do everything that I can. Okay. Then the next one is avoiding. So choose one thing that you have been avoiding to figure out and carve out 30 minutes of your schedule and get yourself into just playing around with it. Have some fun with it. Don't put pressure on yourself. Just get like, learn whatever that is, whether it's QuickBooks or ConvertKit, whatever you've been avoiding, give yourself 30 minutes and figure it out. And then the last piece is know that you can rest and build an insanely profitable online business with a really DIY brand, with a DIY website. You don't need to take all your precious money right now and invest it into a branding or website. You can certainly DIY it yourself and be completely fine, okay? So I hope you loved this episode. I would love to know which one of these stood out for you. So screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram. And I would love, like I said, I would love to know which one of these stood out to you. Maybe you have one, maybe you have two, maybe you have five. I don't know, but figure out and decide one that stood out to you. Screenshot the episode, tag us on Instagram. And until next time, my friends, keep doing it your way. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to shedidaherwaypodcast.com where you can access the entire vault of She Did It Her Way podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.